0: Carnage Report, where we bring the latest on all things horror related, keeping you up to date with news you can use. I'm Nick Spasic.
1: And I'm Julie Holland. The Carnage Report is part of the Cinepunks podcast family. Go to Cinepunks.com to find entertainment news, reviews, and other great podcasts like Horror Business, Twitch of the Death Nerve, and Tomb of Ideas.
0: If you want to help support Cinepunks and ultimately the show, you can become a CinePunk's Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash CinePunk's. That's C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X.
1: You can also go support CinePunk's great sponsors like Essex Coffee Roasters. EssexCoffeeRoasters.com offers specialty-grade coffee roasted to order for the most fresh and delicious home-brewing experience. Essex is committed to accessible quality coffees, offering education on coffee and brewing to all of their customers. Essex Coffee Roasters believes you don't have to be a coffee expert to enjoy a great cup of coffee. And right now, if you use code Cinepunks C I N E P U N X, you get ten percent off.
0: Also, check out Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations, the premier screen printing, the premier screen printer of the Lehigh Valley, but maybe also the world personable and professional the only place where you get punk rock attitude with professional service and printing you can find them online at xlvacx.com
1: all right now for the setup and in light of the movie that we are covering today in our feature presentation i would like to know nick how did you handle the first few weeks slash months of the covid quarantine lockdown
0: um i feel like i don't know if i've talked about this before oh Right as everything shut down, we were planning a trip up to Duluth, Minnesota. Um, this was three years ago. We had this plan. We were going to go up there. We like we're looking to move in the next couple of years. Well, like <laughs> it was the next couple of years then, and like it just kept getting closer and closer. And then finally, like everything shut down, and so we had to cancel it. And so like it turned into like this thing where we had to cancel a trip. And then work was weird because I've work a job that's I was working at a bakery at the time that was customer service. And so like having to deal with like the masking and like how often do you like all of the cleaning and the mm-hmm. wiping down of service surfaces and like using like all of this and it just like turned into this there was a period of time where like right at the start of it where my boss at the time was like anybody who doesn't feel comfortable working i will fire you so you can get unemployment and i considered oh, nice. it for a minute and nobody took her up on it and then i had such a bad freak out with like customers who had come in because they'd be like oh like i never leave the house except to go run errands like it was that time where like you could drive anywhere and the roads were just dead like you mm-hmm. can hear from our front porch you can hear i-70 um passing through lawrence and it was so quiet like you would hear like one car every like couple of minutes as opposed to like this steady stream of cars and everything uh and yeah there like it was just like this whole thing where there was like a possibility of like another job there's a possibility of a move and like all of these things slowly got taken away from me yeah (laughs) so like the first like six months of uh the pandemic and everything, I was just like extraordinarily depressed. Mm-hmm. Um and uh also strangely enough I would also just gotten the editor the music editor job at the pitch. So <laughs> it was like the first day was like, oh man, this is great. And then it, the next week was just like canceled, canceled, postponed, canceled, canceled, postponed, <laughs> canceled. Yeah. Uh it absolutely sucked. uh and every time I think about it, I'm like, well, I made it through that. I can make it through pretty much anything really now. Uh, yeah. What about you? <laughs>
1: well, first I want to know: Were you wiping down your groceries?
0: No, me neither. No. Like I never did. Of... I was like,
1: I'm pretty sure that's too far. That yeah, feels we, too far.
0: We didn't do like the wiping down of groceries. We didn't do like the quarantining of stuff. I think mm,
1: no. Is... I have friends who like quarantined their mail, and I was like, I think that's probably fine.
0: I, I don't think I need to do that. I know part of it is like because. Tanya has worked in healthcare her she has you know like a brother and a sister who work in healthcare and I have like a bunch of family members who've worked in healthcare and so we're all just kind of like y- that's not how stuff works yeah like, like if it were if, it, if it, that were the case you would do it during flu season too and nobody does it so it's, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't hang out on stuff
1: yeah 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 so for for us it was maybe similar like I Rob was probably more in your position and I was probably more in Tanya's position where my job easily let us come home. It was it was weird because my I had been really sick right before everything locked down. Like cases had started coming to Kansas City and in fact the first two cases were in the company that I work for, but not in the building. Like it was no one I had interacted with. It was just people that it's a big company. So, but I got really sick. Like it was diagnosed as pneumonia but at this point now who knows and I may have said this before but my biggest fear in movies that I like the least are pandemic viral infecting movies it's like terrifying to me so like as I'm laying on the couch dying it felt like I was thinking of cabin fever and how someone was going to drag me to a shed and like kill me with a shovel and just freaking out and then went back to work once I was better and then work shut down Rob worked in events, so events stopped and he got sent home. And it was like this weird period of we're borderline retired. Like we were taking walks every day, Mm -hmm. going to the grocery store, like the minute they open before people get there. Things like that was like a glimpse at the future in a way, which was really weird. But yeah, we weren't wiping down groceries. It didn't like it changed everything. Obviously, I'm still working at home. Rob changed jobs completely, but neither of us managed to catch it until at least after vaccines. So that was good. We also had a trip planned. We had I had been really sick in a different way, but in a way that meant I couldn't travel for most of 2019. So we were finally like, I feel better. Let's book a trip. Let's go to Mexico. And we had it booked for May. And so in March, we we're like, well, that's May. You know, it'll be fine. We'll <laughs> Hold on. See what happens. You know, we're going to flatten the curve. It's going to be fine it didn't so we had to cancel that and lost a bunch of money which is fine it was you know already a place of privilege to be able to even go to it but I remember also we had tickets to see Amanda Shires maybe in I don't know April maybe early May and we were like yeah that'll happen yeah we'll go see Amanda Shires it'll be and then as that was like the last thing within that time frame to cancel we were just so sure and then it canceled and we're like I think this is real now I just remember that being the one that was like All right, we're not doing anything for a really long time now.
0: Yeah i I look back on it and it was so funny because like that that was probably one of the things that actually led to me getting the job at the liquor store was just like the fact that like we would make like this once a week run and we would go get everything like because we're just Mm -hmm. like we don't need to be making like little ticky tack like trips to go to the store to pick up like oh no we forgot this. So, like every Saturday morning was like a two hour, three hour, like we're gonna hit this, 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 and this. And so I would go to the liquor store and I would just like, I was like, well, I'm not going out. So, like, I'll just buy, like, I just started buying fancier and fancier beers to the point where it was like, like, literally every Saturday I was buying one six pack, like a mixed six pack that cost like $40. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I, I, like, and I bought so many Blu rays and so many records because I was just like, I'm not spending money on anything else. Like mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm not leaving the house, so it's just like I'm going to buy movies and records uh and yeah, it's it's astonishing that if you don't do anything and you just stay home, like how much money you have. Mind
1: drink. blowing. I had like yeah. I had already stopped drinking, so it still blew my mind like how was I spending so much money? I wasn't buying drinks out, but I was obviously doing something out there. And I think for me it's just like the little shopping trips, like the little oh Let's just pop to Target for one thing, you know, $40 later or however much later. You're like, wow, that was more than one thing. Whoops. And yeah, you just don't do that. Like even things like, you know, we would normally like mulch the flower beds, but it didn't seem necessary. So we didn't go to Lowe's. So we didn't do any of that stuff. And it's like, it's, it's wild the things that seem necessary until you're not allowed to do things. And you're like, well, I guess... I guess I don't need to do that to live. I guess we're fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. I'm wondering if we'll end up there again.
1: Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it feels like they'll never lock us down like that again, which I don't know. Sometimes it seems like it would be a good idea yeah. to do that when things get bad again. But I think the backlash was so bad. I don't know. It was, it's a weird time that continues to be a weird time. And, I feel like I lived my worst fear after having read and watched the stand way too young. And I, I've I've survived it so our, far.
0: <laughs> our one thing we did in 2020 was at the very end of September we went camping at Lake Scott out in western Kansas because we're just like, okay, we can, we can get gas and pay with card, like we don't have to worry about going into places. Let's we'll go camping. That'll give us something to go somewhere and do something. Mm-hmm. And the book I took to read was the stand. Yeah, <laughs> <I laughs> like, oh, the, the, the you know, the unabridged stand is like the perfect thing when you're hanging out next to a lake for three days. So it's like yeah. it's like, I'm not gonna finish this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We took one little trip to Eureka Springs where we just got a cabin or not a cabin a cottage, I guess, and and brought our own food and got takeout and didn't just stared at different walls and watched <laughs> live stream concerts on a different front porch and that was, I was just like i just need different walls for a couple of days i haven't left the house in four months five months Oops. yeah wild times and uh i think the movie we are going to talk about today captures it pretty well yeah
0: have you got any stories you want to share about uh your 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 covid lockdown times uh if you've got anything weird or interesting that happened let us know on the socials
1: Yeah, did anyone drag you out to a shed, threaten to beat you with a shovel? (laughs) All
0: right, Uh, so uh, it's time for The Gate, our semi-regular segment where we ask horror creators the same question. What was the horror that first hooked you for this installment? We spoke with Anthony Willis, composer for Megan and Promising Young Woman.
2: Yay! My name is Anthony Willis. I'm the composer of Megan. Uh, my entry to horror was actually as a student of Christopher Young, one of the, uh, the great horror composers. And um, he, he does an amazing class for, um, it was actually at USC at the University of Southern California. But I believe he's also made the class um, available to, to other people as well. And he's an amazing, inspiring, um, inspiring teacher. And, you know, he would, he would take us through a lot of, a lot of his process. I think, um, one of the, one of the assignments we had as a class was to rescore the exorcism of Emily Rose, which is a film that he did for director Scott Derrickson. Um, and it was really fun. And we, you know, we'd, um, I think every, everyone submitted a demo for the main themes or main vibes of, of the score and um, and then uh you know we'd vote anonymously um and we'd know who each other's were, and we'd vote and, and do that, and so then those kind of became the the main ideas of the the score that then everyone else had to take and and work on all together, and then we recorded the whole score together uh at warner brothers in, in los angeles and uh you know and chris Chris came along and it was uh it was really great and you know my um, the second horror well, than the first horror film that I actually um, scored myself was called The Hive, directed by David Yarovsky, which was a um, a really fun, a really fun movie um starring Gabriel Basso. And following that, um you know promising young women um, also had some horror elements in it that were, that were really fun to do, especially in the opening act um, was more playful horror. And then the back of the movie was more kind of visceral, real horror. Uh, and then most recently just scored Megan.
1: and now we're ready for new nightmares. This is our roundup of trailers, new to streaming, coming to theaters soon, and all sorts of other news. And our first couple were ones we didn't get to on the last episode so they might seem a little more dated. You might have already heard this news, but we're going to talk about them anyway.
0: Yeah, because I want to talk about the fact that we're actually getting a sequel to the 1984 slasher The Mutilator. Um. Uh, uh, the, the trailer is out uh it it has buddy cooper also writing and directing it uh which is like kind of like uh a, a meta sort of thing much along the lines of sort of like that that town that dreaded sundown reboot where it's like the movie is a real thing but yeah it's got terry kaiser in it uh including uh also like some folks from the original film uh and yeah the the trailer definitely looks very meta kind of jokey but also super mm-hmm. slashy um i have a copy of the the original title for the mutilator was fall break um yes. and i have i have this the promo seven inch they put out with that song signed by buddy cooper because he wow when when they put out the mutilator like on blu-ray through arrow a couple years ago like he took that as an opportunity to like dig out everything he had and you could just like buy stuff off instagram like you could get one you know like promo photos like actual like on set like continuity photos uh i just opted for the record that i probably paid too much for but
1: yeah but that song that song's a bop
0: oh god (laughs) um i don't know if we're gonna get a song quite that good um although uh alexander taylor who uh did the score for uh Scream Queen uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street documentary um featuring Mark Patton uh, is also going to score the sequel so um maybe maybe we'll get maybe we'll get a pop jam
1: fingers crossed and there's I, I, as far as i can tell there's no note on when we might see this
0: yeah i'm curious as to like where it's going to end up uh, and everything. I do love the fact that the two is a gigantic hook,
1: yeah, yeah. The poster is really cool. very um vintage feel poster
0: I'm ex- i like I'm excited for it. Like, um, I love the fact that we're getting like these like decades later sequels like uh Sorority babes and the Slime ball ballorama Two, which I have yet to check out. But uh, yeah, i I'm like, you know what? Awesome. Go for it. like <laughs> like make that thing happen.
1: Yes, agree. All right. Next up, we have the trailer for Fear, which is theoretically in theaters this weekend, although I don't know how widely it opened. I haven't actually looked to see if it's in a lot of theaters. Um, this is from director Dion, Tra- Dion Taylor, who directed 2019's The Intruder. And it is a group of friends gather for a much needed weekend getaway at a remote historic hotel. The celebration turns into terror as one by one, each guest faces their own worst fear. So that seems fun, and also uh, in the movie is Ti. If that's the sort of thing <laughs> that will get you out to the theater, um, it looks pretty cool. Ruby it looks pretty Modine. scary. What?
0: It's got Ruby Modine.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's got a great, a great looking cast: Joseph Sikora, Andrew Bachelor, Annie Alonza, Alonzia. Yeah. Um, it looks really scary. It looks like a, a kind of CGI heavy, but it probably you know. that's probably fine. Um, it looks fun to me. I hope it comes to a streamer because I don't think I'm going to catch it in the theater if I don't even know if it's in one near me.
0: <laughs> right. And it's, yeah, it says, you know, January 27th, only in theaters. But yeah. uh, I, I assume it's probably like a Fathom sort of screening situation. I don't know. Like, I haven't seen it anywhere. I haven't also really been wanting to go do anything the last week. So I haven't yeah. really been paying a lot of attention to it. But, like, that trailer looks, oh, man, I, I like the idea of the concept. It's something different and new and, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, uh, what was that Stephen King one with John Cusack? Was at 1804? Oh, uh,
0: 1408.
1: 1408. I had the numbers right. You're just in the wrong spots. It <laughs> felt kind of like kind of like that, but with, like, that in every room.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I I hope it hits a streamer. I assume it probably will at some point. Yeah. We got the full Scream Six trailer um about a week ago ahead of us recording this. Um and man, it looks brutal. Um <laughs> uh I mean we we get to see Kirby Reed uh as played by Hayden Panettiere. Um we got a very brief glimpse of Samara Weaving's character. I mean, obviously a lot of uh Gale uh weathers in it. Um mm-hmm there are a bunch of like there's so much going on uh like the the hall like the the like ghost face museum that they find like i'm like oh like it's i i like where it's headed um Mm -hmm. uh like horror memorabilia like it 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 seems like like, I don't want to say they are, but it definitely sort of nods to Grady Hendrix's like final girl support group where there is that one. There's an entire part of the book where, that takes place in a thing where they visit one of the characters visits a place where it's all of these things left over from killings that got turned into slasher movies, which is very meta. But yeah, it feels like, oh, oh, we get to see this in a movie. Like, you know, it's like the the weapons used and things like that. So I'm, I'm very excited.
1: Yeah. And I didn't notice him in the trailer, but I see listed Dermot Mulroney, who I think we've already addressed. I'm always very excited to see an, a horror movie. Yeah, he's, so he's doing cool. a lot of those lately and I like it.
0: I'm really like, there are a bunch of people who are just like, like everybody, I think everybody is like leaning really hard to To get um to get like a return of some characters who you know haven't definitively died, yeah, uh, um, you know who who knows um they, they've they've like I don't think anybody saw uh, the Skeet Ulrich bit in screen in in, in screen from a couple of years ago, so maybe we'll get Matthew Lillard. Who knows? I would be. <laughs> I would lose my shit. Yeah, that would be pretty exciting. but And it'd, weird. It'd be weird, but it'd be awesome. We'll find out in a couple months.
1: Yes. All right. Next up, the trailer for Long Dark Trail. Um, Bloody Disgusting calls it a mashup of Stand By Me and Midsomar, which seems pretty apt. Uh, this will be out on digital, on demand, um, and DVD on February 21st. Um, it is an unnerving folk horror tale about two impoverished teenage brothers who managed to escape their abusive father and embark on a treacherous and haunted journey in the hopes of finding their estranged mother who has joined a sadistic cult deep in the woods of northwestern Pennsylvania. Like, this movie has everything that will lure me to the theaters, but I gotta say that the two young actors in the trailer and the voiceover of them, it didn't feel like good acting to me. And hopefully I'm wrong, but I was like, Ooh, I don't know about this.
0: I'm glad you brought it up because I didn't want to say it. Uh, Yeah, no, I got the same feeling. Although like the delivery of the line, I just wanted to spend a summer uh, hanging out by the creek. Is that too much to ask? Like did hit like I was like, oh, that's a that's a good. That's a good tagline to throw in your trailer for like all the crazy stuff. Um, yeah, it yeah, it looks that looks like one of those movies where like all of the fun parts like seem like you have to get through some really horrific a little too real stuff to get yeah to to enjoy like i'm like if this is what's in your trailer like i don't i don't know like yeah like tanya and i had to tap out uh at the beginning of black phone for like similar you know like child abuse reason Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, and I'm just like, oh, man, like, I understand it's actually scary, but like, I don't, I don't want it that scary. Um, no,
1: this poster, though, is amazing. I would wear this on a T-shirt. It's very truck stop uh, wolves howling at the moon style, but with a skull that is at the end of this road. They're riding it. It's a very cool looking poster.
0: <laughs> it does. It looks it looks like the the poster. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it 100 percent a poster I would have bought from the video store. <laughs> like, yeah. Growing up, I'm like. Oh, I haven't seen it. It just looks cool.
1: Yeah, it just looks rad. (laughs) Uh,
0: We have another trailer from director Carter Smith. The man behind the ruins is back with Swallowed um, uh, from Momentum Pictures Uh, hits VOD and digital on Valentine's Day. after a drug bust drug run goes bad, two friends must survive a nightmarish ordeal of drugs, bugs, and horrific intimacy in this body horror thriller, starring Jenna Malone, Mark Patton, uh Cooper Coke, uh who is in a day slash them, and uh the debut of Jose Colon. Um uh this looks uh sticky and gross. Uh, yeah. and also kind of like a love story story and uh i do appreciate like jenna malone just looking like she does not give a fuck in this movie yeah she like, looks badass. Terms of her acting, she just looks like a badass like just like very i like uh like casual violence mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like nope this is just like this isn't personal this is just business
1: yeah it it says here it's dripping with blood and pus so
0: yeah. it looks go small. wrong there <laughs> um yeah, uh, they set it up really well where I think you have an idea, so you know, you can get a really good idea for like what the movie's going to be about, but I have a feeling it's the specifics that are going to really make this one pop.
1: Yeah, it, it is a very intriguing story.
0: Um, speaking of Mark Patton, um, and going back to, like, we were talking about Scream Queen, um, the documentary about his life story, um, and his role as Jesse Walsh in A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Um, he, uh, there's currently a GoFundMe, uh, to, to raise, uh, money for him. Uh, he is stuck in a hospital in Mexico, uh, dealing with some health issues, uh, and his, um, manager, Peter. Valderrama uh sorry his agent uh Peter Valderrama um has set up a GoFundMe. Uh they've they've raised to date um almost $45,000 of their mm-hmm. 18000 goal, which is amazing, but I'm sure um could probably use um some more help and you can find that as donation to help Mark Patton receive medcare um if you search on GoFundMe or if you, I'm sure if you just search Mark Patton GoFundMe, you can find that um that information um but yeah trying to get healthy uh enough to travel out of mexico and back to the states
1: yeah and i mean he's clearly still got things he wants to do he's got movies to give us still so we would like to have those
0: absolutely
1: all right next up something that looks real silly it is the trailer for We Have a Ghost, <laughs> which is the latest from Christopher Landon, who you will know from Freaky. And I think, did he do Happy Death Day as well? Yep. Yeah. Um. This, this is going to be an, on Netflix, February 24th. It's got David Harbour, Tig Notaro, Anthony Mackie, who was really good in Synchronic. It's got Jennifer Coolidge. It's a, it's a star-studded cast. And and it looks really, really, like I said, really silly, really fun. Uh, The synopsis is finding a ghost named Ernest haunting their new home turns Kevin's family into an overnight into overnight social media sensations. But when Kevin and Ernest go rogue to investigate the mystery of Ernest's past, they become the target of the CIA. This is like a, a ghost romp. It's adult Casper, but still looks very kid friendly. And you know, just maybe a little bit gorier than Casper.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, the the, the face melty bit um is pretty yeah. great. Uh yeah, no, it's the uh, I'm so excited like what Netflix is kind of doing with all of this stuff where it's just like, oh, they're making like movie like they're they're like a return to like the family movies of the eighties where they were family movies and that there was something for everybody as opposed to being a movie for children that um mm-hmm. adults are just like, Well, okay, I won't want to murder myself. Um so
1: yeah this will be a good one for your horror curious children i think
0: yep indoctrinate them young exactly speaking of david harbour um violent Night" 2 visually in the works um the rap uh said that it will be coming out uh we have no idea when but um in the uh interview with um uh, tommy ricola um, he said, "There's a lot of stuff we left on the floor, like the North Pole, Mrs. Claus, the elves, but story away I just I think we have a really, really cool idea that expands on the world in scope, but still keeping that tone we lo- love from the first one." Excuse me. Um, I, I assume we get David Harbor back. Um, mm-hmm. um, I'm just waiting to see what happens. That first one, uh, is a blast. It's uh now streaming on yeah. Peacock. If you uh want to, you know, keep that Christmas season going um yeah i recently
1: finally watched it and it it did not matter that it wasn't christmas anymore it's still a lot of fun
0: it's so much fun so i'm very glad that we're getting a sequel um i'm curious to where it goes i'm hoping they go a little bit further Uh, Uh you know expand that world a little bit more take us some uh places but yeah fun times
1: yeah for sure all right uh i didn't know that this was even an option but it's happening there's a children of the corn remake coming out i think remake is a bit of a loose term because this is supposed to have very little to do with king's original stephen king's original novel it reads more like a prequel to the movie we're familiar with a psychopathic 12 year old girl in a small town in nebraska recruits all the older children and goes on a bloody rampage killing the the corrupt adults and anyone who opposes her a bright high schooler won't go along with the plant and is the town's only hope of survival. This uh will be on Shudder. It's coming to theaters March 3rd, Shudder on I think yeah, on Shudder, March 21st. Um, so it but I think it's been done for like a year or two, just kind of hanging out. Yeah. So it looks like we're finally getting it. Yeah. I am sure. optimistically curious.
0: Uh, you know what? I'll watch all of them. Like they're there, there mm-hmm. are varying levels of good but yeah why not like uh they're just going with the title and just murderous kids for for anymore which i I don't hate the idea i mean um but the the image is pretty great because you just like i just love the girl in the dress with a big knife and the one kid with the pitchfork just casually like hanging out like the poster like there it's the kids casually hanging out with a bunch of deadly weapons makes me want to see it
1: yes and And i feel like as midwesterners we're just drawn to the children of the corn as a concept it feels
0: real he who walks behind the rose you know yep
1: (laughs) i still don't understand why some people name their kids malachi oh god why
0: why would you do (laughs) so friday the 13th reboot like there's all kinds of things like we've 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 talked about the the series and everything um evidently according to bloody disgusting um sean s cunningham uh is working to get his own friday the 13th off the ground but also a reboot of house the movie he produced in 85 um yeah writer jeff locker was just like Uh, Sean hired me to do a rewrite on The Night Driver, which is an original project. And after working closely with director Jeremy Weiss and him on that, we naturally got to talking about Friday the 13th in-house. Jeremy and I did our dream reboot of Friday the 13th with Sean's blessing to keep developing it with him. So who knows? Like, there's a whole lot on this uh, bloody disgusting thing. I don't know. Like, just due to the legal ins and outs of this whole thing. Like, I have no overarching hope that any of this will actually happen um
1: maybe that house reboot that seems less mired in legal drama
0: but this is obviously all things that are very very much in you know early early stages and it's all just talk right now but i mean it is kind of exciting if you would like to get a really good summation of the various legal ins and outs of the Friday the 13th problems. Uh Larry Zerner, um who played Shelley uh in, in um which Friday 13th part 3, um mm-hmm. the one who is responsible for Jason he's getting his hockey mask, um 100% uh he is a lawyer now and has written several things that like explain very clearly concisely and to people who don't know shit about the law like myself, uh, like the whole legal ins and outs, uh, and they're worth tracking down, uh, because there's a lot.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. Alright, something with a little bit more information. Um, Barbarian director Zach Krager has a new horror movie lined up with New Line Cinema called Weapons. Um, that's about all we know. We <laughs> don't have any plot details uh, other than it's a multi and interrelated story horror epic that is tonally in the vein of magnolia I don't know what that means for you but but there you go um obviously we loved barbarian. I'm excited to see what else that Krager has for us. uh bring it on,
0: yeah, I read something else about it where it was just like they have a lot of people in mind for this movie already which i'm kind of excited about like that that is sort of like the thing that makes magnolia weird to go back and rewatch because you forget who all's in it until you're watching and you're like oh oh yeah like when there are so many people in it that you forget who's in it so yeah i'd like i'd like to see a, a a crazy cross story horror magnolia like that'd be great
1: Yeah, and Barbarian was such a hit that you have to believe that they have the power to get a lot of big names.
0: Exactly. Like, I mean, that movie did, like, insanely well and, like, basically, for, like, most of the early advertisements didn't acknowledge one of the three main leads. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you didn't even know. Like, wait, Justin Long's in this? Yeah. Like, in the middle of the movie. (laughs) So, who knows? Uh... Our favorite actor and yours, Kansas City native David S. Malchian, uh has launched a genre-focused production company called Good Fiend Films. Um, and we've heard some stuff about this before because like, uh, Late Night with the Devil uh, has been teased here and there, um, and it's finally debuting uh, at South by Southwest um, next in March. Um, which is uh, from Colin Cairns and Cameron Cairns, and it stars David Melchion. A live television broadcast of a popular late-night talk show in 1977 goes horribly wrong during a demonstration of demonic possession, unleashing evil into the nation's living room. I think we talked about this a few.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: But yeah, he's. Uh, that's the start of a production company that will look to produce character-driven projects across horror, sci-fi, and fantasy for film, television, audio, and publishing.
1: Yeah, this is exciting. I like it when these guys go and make a whole bunch of money doing mainstream movies and then throw that money into their own genre desires
0: oh yeah uh elijah wood Mm -hmm. exactly god bless him so i'm hoping we we get this uh he says he envisions it as a home for stories about complex characters from all walks of life um To generate nostalgic, entertaining content that captivates audiences while reminding them they're not alone in this scary world. That's so wholesome. I know it's wholesome, and you know there's going to be like some really creepy shit (laughs) as part of it. (laughs) Like there's going to be face meltings and things like that. It's going to be great.
1: It's going to wreck us and then heal us.
0: Well, I mean, I think if there's anything we've learned from our time in horror fandom is that like what horror fans consider wholesome and comforting is very different than what most of the world does.
1: Absolutely.
0: Here's your mask. This isn't a vacation. It's a quarantine. A quarantine in style. Are you kidding me? This is incredible. Sick. And it's all ours. The only neighbor is miles away. I thought you were spending quarantine alone. What are you doing here? I wanted to see you. And quarantine can be fun. Mary. Mary. Jump in, water's fine. Who is this? I don't know. That's creepy, Parker.
1: now it's time for our feature presentation and today we are talking about the movie sick which you can find on peacock and it is directed by john hyams
0: nick
1: what's it about sorry
0: (laughs) as the pandemic steadily brings the world to a halt parker and her best friend mary decide to quarantine at the family lake house alone or so they think
1: a simple premise
0: It is a very simple premise. And uh, I think the first thing we should probably talk about is the fact that this is written by Kevin Williams, co written by Kevin Williamson. I'm sorry.
1: Yes. And it shows in a good way, obviously. It's It's a smart script.
0: It is his first feature film scripts in all, like over a decade, I think.
1: Wow. I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah, I think the last feature he wrote was Scream 4. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think
1: structurally, right away, like, you know, it's him because it starts with this kind of cold open of a character that ultimately, you know, isn't part of the main storyline meeting his untimely demise. And I think that's a very, you know, that's very Scream esque.
0: It's a very Scream opening, but what I, What's great about it is it kind of like one ups the whole Scream idea because you think it's just the like in Scream, all of those kills are just sort of random people. Mm-hmm. Especially like Drew Barrymore in the first one. Um, but in this one, you will learn as to why that person was killed. And that's what I think is it, that's it's very meta like obviously because it's commenting on like the pandemic and things like Mm -hmm. that It's, it's a very timely sort of movie but I love the idea that as you go along like things that you see and hear like have meaning that are revealed later on it's not like a twist it's just you know
1: right right and I only watched this once but I keep thinking about it and thinking I need to go watch it again because there's clearly a lot that you'll notice probably on a second watch that you didn't notice because you didn't know it was going to become important on that first watch.
0: It's interesting because this feels like a COVID movie because it's like mostly one location, small cast, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it it it's really it's really not like I mean, they started shooting it in like the summer of twenty twenty one. So I mean, that was right around the time like things were really starting to open up again. So yeah. Uh, but uh, it is
1: a covid movie cuz it's about covid times.
0: <laughs> it is very specifically about covid times and I mean we talked about our experiences and some of the ridiculous stuff. I I mean we didn't even touch on like empty shelves.
1: Mhm. The, <coughs> the the great toilet paper um <laughs> a shortage of 2020. Like well, where, why do you all need so much toilet paper? <laughs>
0: it's just a a a crazy sort of like combination like it it feels like a greatest hits of things you went through during the pandemic but it it doesn't make it like you would think like because at this point it's you know it takes place three years in the past from when we're watching it essentially so Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel dated it feels like a, a a rush of like oh god yeah yeah it I have a feeling that at some point there will be people watching this in the future who will just be like, oh, that's ridiculous. Like, what would that be? No, it's like, that's what it was. Like, that is really what it was. It nails it in a way that is not, it is neither exaggerated nor playing anything down.
1: Yeah. And watching it like right now, all that is part of the horror because it's all this stuff we've put out of our minds. These, like, when do you put your mask on? When do you take it off? Should you take it off? Should you you know, if someone needs help and they don't have their mask, then what do you do? Do you wipe down your groceries? Do you like, it's so it's fresh, but it's not because we are a few years removed. And then you see it and you're like all over shiver, like, no, I'm <laughs> good. I hated those times. It was so confusing and scary. And, and so that's like, you're already heightened because you're in that spot. And you're like, this is part of the horror, even though it's also a home invasion.
0: And like, it's such a, like, they- I think one of my my biggest dislikes about a lot of horror movies is that, like, when you see people struggling or fighting or whatever, like there's a bunch of like quick cuts or things like that. The way they shoot some of these like uh, tussle brawl scenes between like the killer and the victims, it's not quite like first person shootery, but it definitely like the camera knows how to like follow them around. And it feels very, you can feel the movement. And Mm -hmm. I I really enjoyed it because it's not moving so fast that it makes you nauseous, but it's also not so quick cut that you can't understand what's going on. Like, it feels very, like, all of a sudden, like, you go from, like, because the movie's pacing outside of, like, those scenes is very kind of, it's very chill. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, like, you just get ramped up and you feel like you're kind of, like, right in there with them
1: yeah yeah it you know and it's uh, initially it's the story of just these two girls parker and miri they're just going to go isolate in a in a gorgeous luxury cabin cabin. yes (laughs) like like a very rich people cabin and already you know there's this tension between miri who is clearly taking everything very seriously staying masked not going out and parker They don't say it initially, but we get the vibe has not been living that way because Miri is very much like, are you taking this seriously? Where's your mask? You didn't invite anyone else, did you? I can't go isolate with you if you haven't been taking this seriously. And it's like the struggle all of us had when we found out uh, which of our friends were in the same mindset that we were and which of them were not. And then struggling with how you then feel about those people and their actions. Which I thought, you know, it's very, it's a subtle part of what's going on, but it's an interesting dynamic as well.
0: And like both of the, 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 our two leads, Beth Million as Miri and Gideon Adlin as Parker, like they're, they, you can tell that, you can tell why they're friends, but you can also, like, they're just different enough to, like, have Mm -hmm. that work as very sort of an accurate sense of conflict. Uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, actually, like I enjoyed like uh Gideon Adlin as Parker enough to where I'm like, I might have to finally go see the craft legacy, um, which I still haven't watched. I'm like, I, I
1: watched it either. She I, was I'm good like, though,
0: she was really good. Um, so I kind of want to check it out. Uh, it turns out her mom is Pamela Adlin because I was like, that name seems familiar, who is the voice of Bobby Hill?
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: She comes from acting royalty. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, But yeah, no, like there's a like, there's a lot to like, like Dylan Sprayberry as a DJ is uh, just like the most annoying like, oh, man, I see dudes like him come through the liquor store like every day and it's just like,
1: ugh. oh, yeah, he's very fratty. So he is like he is Parker's not really ex-boyfriend undefined friend with benefits as far as we can tell who you know surprises them in their isolation at the cabin and already we think he's the home invader and then he's not at all and yeah
0: he like also like it it's creepy because like the way he explains like how he finds it it's like oh no that's stalkery shit like
1: yeah He's like you're posting it on Instagram, and we came here that one time a couple years ago to meet your mom or whatever.
0: And so then I like looked it up and like figured it out. On like, like no, that's that's creepy and weird, um, uh, yeah. especially because it's out in the middle of goddamn nowhere, <laughs> yeah.
1: And especially since you're not supposed to be going out and doing things and being with people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, and then. Yeah.
0: And we haven't even got into like the back half of this movie and all kinds of craziness that makes it even more COVID y.
1: Yeah. Once it pops off and you get the actual home invaders, it's intense. Like the violence gets pretty intense. Um, The why is this happening feeling, you know, I was like, is this going to be like the strangers where it's just like, well, you were home? There is a reason. It would be spoilery of this first of us to tell you that reason so you'll have to watch and find out for yourself but
0: emotionally intense as yes like you there is there is a level of like emotional intensity that you do not expect going mm-hmm. to this and as it it and when it hits it's it's a lot like you they have might be a bit much but uh like there is some there is a reason and it is depending on where you fall morally it may or may not be justified
1: i mean is it an overreaction yes yeah it is but you can also understand it
0: yeah yeah that's i think the best way to sort of tease it like it's it's like and it's fun is it is it great no is it terrible also no
1: yeah i it's a good time i think I think, like you said, it is going to be a really interesting time capsule to see how young people 10, 15, 20 years from now approach it if they do. And, you know, like I already have this feeling like we will become like our grandparents who, you know, like save the bread bag because you save everything because they went through the Great Depression and that sort of stuff. So I feel like there's already going to be things that we do that are just ingrained from this period of time that we don't even think about that our grandkids are gonna be like oh yeah my grandpa my grandma does this weird thing because of because they went through the pandemic yeah and i think this movie might illuminate some of that for the younger people who don't understand why we're being so weird about i don't know i don't know what it is that will hold on and be weird but
0: and this this movie like we're we're talking about at the beginning like it, it there are little nods here and there that you get that will pay off later on like the the murder of uh tyler at the very beginning of the movie you find out like why why mm-hmm. he was targeted later on uh there's a point where uh erasure's a little respect starts yes. playing uh and then you're just like that's a weird choice but it's great it's a perfect yeah. choice and then you find out why that music blares um yeah a lot of a lot of good uh it's not it's not called a twist it's just called foreshadowing kids like that's how yeah, like, yeah. That's it like look up Chekhov's gun it's a thing yeah like,
1: <laughs> it's not a twist it's the plot coming to fruition <laughs>
0: yeah. uh I really also enjoyed the score I was like I was like man this is like really good like action horror like I'm a sucker for that and then I went and looked up who it was uh and it's uh Nima Fakara who also did the score for Becky and for Alone um both of which are kind of action horror films um so I am I'm like oh that's that's unsurprising like it's just yeah yeah, it's 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 very it is very much a slasher it is very much a you know home invasion kind of movie but it also like there's a lot of action in it like there's a lot of Mm -hmm fighting there's a lot of running there's a lot of uh makeshift weapons that will be <laughs>
1: yeah there's a, a good amount of gore and blood there's there's one particular checkoffs gun moment <laughs> with some decor <laughs> that i was like i know that's gonna be used i don't know how and then it was used in a way that was not at all what i would have expected and i loved it
0: <laughs> yeah i know exactly what you're talking about yes it's also, there's uh, there's some great like technology bits that make it feel very timely and things like that. It's mm-hmm. um, it feels very modern, but also like I don't think this is going to seem dated. It seems more like it is a time capsule. Like
1: yes, yeah.
0: Um, which is fun like i'm i'm always a big fan uh like uh who who, who is it matt at dinosaur dracula always goes on about like the idea of like the best part of his favorite parts of movies are like the things where you just see normal shit Mm -hmm. that just sort of gives you like you get like a glimpse into a like this is what a a convenience store or a grocery store looked in like like, 1988 or 1985 and like I feel like that walk through the grocery store at the beginning, it's just like, oh, 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 that that's a thing I remember. Like, and it wasn't that long ago, but it feels like it's that long ago, which. uh, Yes. So, yeah. big.
1: Another touch that I liked was when they were watching actual real news footage. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you get your Dr. Fauci mentions, but then you also get and I can't remember her name, but I had forgotten her. But the doctor who was always wearing a scarf, a fancy scarf, a new scarf for every interview (laughs) I was
0: like, yes. there's wolf blizzard yeah. like i they must have given some i i assume it helps that it came out through peacock because i want to say cnn is part of that um, yeah shows how much i know about comcast but i mean like it's just like oh this is like it, they didn't it's not a fake anchor or whatever like this is actually shit that happened yeah uh that makes
1: it even more of that time capsule
0: yeah yeah a lot of fun a lot yeah. of fun like uh not it it is exactly. I think I watched it on a Monday evening after work, it, it, which is perfect.
1: Yeah, like it shouldn't make up your, you know, your big weekend viewing, but it is a, it's a good time. And uh, you know, I think, I think, I think everyone should watch it. I think if you have peacock, give it a watch.
0: Yeah, if you haven't already. It's short, like it's only like eighty three minutes. Like it is definitely like it. It is a very tight, like something that almost seems like it was designed to like be shown on like amc during fear fest
1: yeah yeah that makes sense all right what else what else should people watch
0: um well i only like had one movie to pick because like, i was like trying to think of other stuff i would say becky would be fun like if you want like a home yeah movie that i had- forgot about like, becky but you're right like i just like that would make for a really fun sort of like action home invasion with a interesting twist in this case it's like a 12 year old girl um
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that's on hulu so i mean you can pretty easily see that and then obviously like i feel like everybody needs to go back and re-watch scream every once in a while like not just because there's a new movie coming out I just feel like revisiting it like makes you really kind of appreciate like what it did um and just like how much fun it is as a movie and just I like I like how Kevin Williamson writes like older teenagers like he he nails it in a way where it's like the casual cruelty but also like the surprising like dumb cleverness Um, yes agreed so what you got
1: I thought um, that your next would be a good pairing with it. Yeah. Um, it's got the home invasion. It's got the, you know, kind of really nice house. You'll never afford porn going on. that You can just enjoy the nice house as well as as well as the home invasion. And the, the uh, there must be a reason they're here, but we don't know what it is kind of thing. So I, I thought that was good. And then I've already mentioned it several times in this episode alone. But Cabin Fever, which, you know, has obviously happened, you know, it's from 2003. So way before we ever dreamed there would be a pandemic. But it was it is a infectious virus movie and it is a remote cabin situation. No home invasion, but I still think it fits. And I recommend the original, n- not the one that was remade for seemingly no reason at all <laughs> by Eli rock. <laughs>
0: Also, conveniently, your next is streaming on Peacock. So, if you have that to watch, uh, this, you can, uh, to watch Sick, you can also watch it. And you should if you have, yeah, yeah, it's really
1: good, guys. Oh, it's so much fun. Cabin Fever only seems to be like on maybe Pluto or you can rent
0: it. Yeah. I think it's also on Roku. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, what the Roku channels. Are. There's too many, too many services. So much. <laughs> I'll be right back what do you got going on the next couple weeks
1: well this afternoon i'm gonna go see infinity pool Ooh. so i'm very excited about that um i already hear it super squirmy which is <laughs> what i want to hear so can't wait um i don't have anything else on the books per se i'm trying to get through my watch list that i've been building up on um letterboxd so every time there's a moment i pull that out and i'm like what have i what have i missed lately and trying to watch stuff off that uh how about you what do you got
0: um just watching rando things as per usual i've got a book about those uh Slender Man murders by those two preteens that i mm-hmm. am, uh evidently will be very depressed by the end of reading um uh, oh but other than that like i don't have like a whole lot of um things planned for this week because i am doing the folk alliance international conference uh for like most of it so like most of my time will be <laughs> dedicated to seeing a lot of folk musicians and driving to and from kansas city so yeah
1: that'll keep you busy
0: yeah mm-hmm. wednesday through saturday so that's 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 my whole thing although i i uh, honestly the funny thing is is because like we're i'm not doing any of the daytime stuff because i'm going with tanya um mm-hmm. so we're just going like she'll get off work and we'll go watch showcases all night and then come home um so that she can also still you know she didn't have to take time off but, yeah uh, that means i've got like 3 4 days free like with nothing going on until like we have to leave here at five. So I might actually try to like knock out all of the movies I need to watch. Nice. Like, I've been meaning to like, oh, I should watch this. I should watch that. Like, you've got all this time. Like watch mm-hmm. walk laps in the basement, like hop on the elliptical. would be great.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, we've got stickers.
1: We do. Yep. You can email us at pod at gmail.com if you'd like one. We will give you an address. You will send us a self-addressed self, self address envelope like the old days. And we will send you back a sticker. Or if you see us in person, ask for one because we have them.
0: Thanks for listening to the Carnage Report. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Report Carnage. And we can be reached via email at carnagereportpod at gmail.com if you'd like to make any suggestions for upcoming episodes or just share your thoughts.
1: Yes, we love to hear your thoughts. Um, all the music in this episode and all of our episodes is by Steve Spacek, Nick's brother, who you can find on Instagram at Starling Woodworks and at nodder.bandcamp.com. Nick, where can they find you online?
0: Uh, I am on the Twitters at NuthousePunks. I'm on Instagram at Mouse. You can find my writing at The Pitch in Kansas City, Starburst Magazine, Lawrence uh, Business Magazine, Lawrence Magazine, so on, so forth you busy guy
1: i you can find my writing at modernhorrors.com or downright creepy.com and if you're just looking for me myself i am dark humor girl on twitter instagram letterboxd or wherever else you might be looking for me venmo if you want to send me five dollars <laughs>
0: JK, jk Buy me a coffee uh... yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next episode with another roundup of the latest news and horror when we talk about Attachment directed by Gabriel Beer Gislasson. Gislasson? There we go. Yeah. Coming to shutter on February 9th. Uh, what's it all about?
1: It is Maya, a Danish has-been actress, falls in love with Leah, a an academic from London. After Leah suffers from a mysterious seizure, Maya, I think it's Maya, maybe Maja, Returns with her to her childhood home. There, she meets Leah's overbe- overbearing mother, Channa, a woman who could hold dark secrets.
0: It's gonna be our Valentine's Day show, even though it comes out a couple days after Valentine's. But uh, horror is all about disappointment and sadness sometimes. So uh, Valentine's
1: Day hangover. <laughs>
0: we'll try to talk about some other new relationship horror. There's a bunch of fun stuff coming out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so if you got any suggestions a new relationship or definitely let us know so we can toss it in yeah thanks for listening
1: thanks everybody bye bye